Squad Radio, the music you want. With your host, Jeez Dan. Oh man, this place is weird. What's up, party people? It's Keys Dan with RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com, coming to you live and in living color from the Radio What Studios. And this is my podcast, What Makes You Famous? It's an extension of the RadioWhat.com internet radio station that I've been running for quite some time. And if you need DJ services, where do I always send you? DJLittleRock.com. One more time, DJLittleRock.com. Check availability and get a free price quote, and maybe you can have me at your next event. You know I like to party with the people. Wedding season is here. You know, people are planning weddings like crazy. I just got a call, well, two calls today uh, about weddings that are coming up real soon. And then I have another call yesterday from a wedding that's coming up in October. I'm even booking up stuff in 2022. So it's so exciting. I know people get uh, engaged on Christmas Day and New Year's Eve and and uh, coming up real soon in on uh, February 14th, Valentine's Day. So, uh, you know, people are always getting engaged. And as soon as they get engaged, they start thinking about, well, I guess I need to plan a wedding. And some people want a big wedding. Some people want a little wedding. But I think for the most part, people want to have fun at their weddings. And uh, what better way to have fun than with, with, with yours truly? I appreciate that some of you call and and want to have me as your dj as your master of ceremonies as your mc you know lately i've been doing a lot of uh, uh weddings that have involved karaoke as well so that's kind of cool uh, there's karaoke at the wedding but i, I i'm kind of iffy on that i always make sure that it's okay with the bride and groom or at least the uh the the event planner make sure that they run it by the family before I open up the karaoke because sometimes that could go awry. So <laughs> I always want to make the weddings about the bride and the groom. Well, mostly the bride. You know, who cares if the groom's there? It's all about the bride. <laughs> I say that in jest. I really do. I say that in jest. Oh, uh, today on the program, uh, you're hanging out here on the What Makes You Famous program. Today on the program is Eileen Dong, uh, Miss Texas of the Miss Texas show but she's so much more there's gonna be well in the next few minutes you're gonna learn more about miss eileen dong uh today this week's shows as we break out of coronavirus quarantine i have one public show every week so faithful every friday night i'm at the rab in conway arkansas the video dance party karaoke jam there i am with the karaoke again they got a full bar the kitchen's open pool tables they they got a pool tournament on friday nights so if you want to try to make some money on a friday night i encourage you to check out the rab in conway arkansas now they have uh, shortened hours because of uh covid mandates uh, be it political be it scientific these are how they are uh, formed uh, i'll be doing the karaoke portion of the show from 7 30 until uh 10 30 so three solid hours of good fun of you, yes, you singing songs and your friends uh, singing songs at the Rab. And if you want to try to make some money, try try your hand at playing pool. They got the pool tournament right there at the Rab. Now they're open until 11 p.m. But we have to be on the other side of that door at 11 p.m. because everybody knows that uh, COVID-19 only comes out after 11 p.m. Is that scientific or is that political? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not here for that. All right. That's enough intro. Let's get into it with Eileen Dong. Now, I did get her on the Skype. So if you're listening to the audio version, 
of this podcast, I encourage you to check out the video version of uh, the the <laughs> of Eileen Dong's uh, uh, podcast, and that is at youtube.com forward slash keys dan or just look up keys dan on youtube and you'll find the little icon with the radio what icon right next to my name all right that's enough i think i'm starting to ramble (laughs) let's get into it with eileen dong skyping eileen dong now Do my eyes deceive me? Is it Eileen Dong in front of me? And I'm so happy to see you. Yes, it is. How are you? I'm so great. And I've been so excited, so looking forward to this conversation with you. I've been scoping. Usually, I don't do any research when I do these because I want the conversation to be fresh. I want them to be, uh, you know, whatever you have on your mind. I want you to tell everybody about it. But I, I can't help it. I look at your social media and there are so many different avenues to explore for you. Uh, you're, you're Miss Texas. You're Miss California. You are, uh, you know, Eileen Dong. You are, you know, the voice for the people that have, have, have gone through hardships. Uh, d- give the people an idea of who you are, Eileen. Well, uh, thank you so much, Dan. And the radio what for this opportunity? Yes, like you said, uh, I am a uh, one person that is on all the different platforms. However, all these platforms are with one goal, and that is goal what I call. Just like you see that one of my avenue is the Miss Texas show, and the purpose of the show is to be a voice for all the victims survivors, advocates, including myself, to be a voice in a safe place for them to tell their stories and most importantly, to support each other. In addition, I am Miss Texas and I am Miss California. And once again, these are in addition to the platform itself as a beauty pageant winner. Most importantly, in my mind, I am just a normal person with a good heart that is hoping that with my influence, I can make just that little bit change. And hopefully that with my influence, I can influence all of you that are watching to see what you can do. And just that little bit different. Well, Eileen Dong, you're uh, not only representing one of the largest states in the union, you're representing two of the largest states in the union. How do you become Miss Texas and Miss California at the same time? What is that? Oh, that's a great question. I think, you know, um, as we all know, the COVID uh, pandemic has been quite um, unexpected for all of us. And uh, that's part of uh, being, uh, you know, the end result of COVID. Originally, the plan was to be Miss Texas in 2020 and uh, Miss California in 2021. With the plans and the cross passes and cancellation and the events being postponed, I coincidentally, you know, crossed both states. And, and to me, I think, um, you know, we all go through 
tough times, including the COVID that we're all going through now. But the advantage or the good thing that's coming out of it is that I am able to reach you, you like, you know, everyone, y'all, including yourself through a platform that we never would have imagined. And for the same reason, I am now able to represent California, represent Texas um, through, you know, the internet. And I'm originally from China and my hometown, I call in the US where I had the rebirth is San Diego, California. Currently I reside in Houston, Texas. That's amazing. See, I'm from Miami, Florida, but now I reside in Arkansas, in central Arkansas. And my accent, I feel like it has changed a little bit. But you being from China, you have an accent from China, but you still say words like y'all. And you have a a, (laughs) the southern uh, uh, drawl has come to you. And it makes me smile. It does. It really makes me laugh that you have you have accepted all these different uh, cultures and, and different flavors. San Diego, being in Southern California, I know that I've done a lot of uh, traveling in my lifetime. And one of the the things I did was uh, parties uh, for people, for singles parties all over the the country. And one of my stops was San Diego, California. And I had all my equipment outside by the pool. And I had there was a party on Saturday, and then they were going to have another party on Sunday. And I asked the gentleman, should I bring my equipment in? And he said, no, it, it, I said, what about if it rains? No, it never rains in <laughs> California. What is your experience in San Diego? Was that the first place that you came from China? Yes, it was. And, you know, I was laughing when you said that. Um, so you laughed when I first moved to Texas. I was like, oh, my God, it was it was like, you know, people from the north seeing people, Texans driving in the snow several years ago, including the most recent snow that didn't happen here. We were expecting that. Um, but the short version is, no, I didn't know how to drive when I was in China. So I have to overcome learning how to drive in California. But moving here is a whole like a, like a whole different world, having to uh, drive in the rain. I was having literally panic attack driving in the rain. So I was laughing when you said that. And, you know, just like the outlet mall and everything is perfect because it never rains. But, but yes, I, I know what you mean. Well, the last time I was in San Diego, it was on fire. It's always on fire. Uh, California has been having their troubles. Now, you you told me that you didn't drive in China. So that leads me to believe that you were maybe a little girl when you came over. What, how old were you when you came over from China? What do you what do you remember about China? Um, well, I, I was actually in my early 20s when I came here. Um, but China, um, you know, majority of China, um, you can picture New York City. So I'm from Shanghai, China, where I was born and raised. And so it's sort of, I um, describe it like I always tell people, have you watched uh, Mission Impossible 3? <laughs> that is when like Tom Cruise was jumping from one building to the other. That is about 30 minutes from where I used to live. Uh, so that gives you another little bit of idea. So back then we didn't have or or the lift so we have to you know call cabs but cabs are easy you can go in literally in the middle of the night just wave at the cab and that's it so driving was never a necessity for me i never had to learn how to drive but coming here it became a challenge i i feel like you know without knowing how to drive i'm literally either having to be stuck at home uh, rely on transportation and pursue having to california 
transportation is not one of the forties um, in majority of the place. Maybe a couple of spots in, in LA, but that's pretty much it. So I have, uh, you know, in order to be independent, that's one of the first things I had to learn. Wow, Eileen Dong, you, that that is something. You you're a big city girl, so I imagine that you would probably prosper in a place like New York City or Chicago, where the transit system nobody has to drive in those two cities in particular that I know of uh, because of the transit system. There's buses every 30 minutes. There's a, another bus coming behind it. And, and, but it, yeah, if you go to California, everybody has to drive. Nobody walks in California except for those few uh, small places. You're right. L.A., Hollywood, maybe the city of Hollywood, you would have some kind of a transport. Uh, but, you know, I'm from Miami and I remember that there was some kind of a bus system down there. But it wasn't great. It wasn't like New York City or or uh, uh, Chicago or even Shanghai. I'm guessing Shanghai, from by all accounts, every movie that I've seen, it, hustle and bustle, cars moving and and people moving, and uh, you know, just and if you just came over in your twenties, what were you doing back in Shanghai? That how was your education growing up? And, and you know, how did it prepare you uh, to come over to the, to the United States and why did you come to the to the United? Uh, we're living in such a, a big town. Um, that is definitely a big town. We have a lot of people. Uh, you know, that's a lot of questions. So, uh, first of all, um, uh, a lot of people when I first came here, they asked me. They say, "So, when you first came here, did you speak English? Oh, your English is really good. I know I have an accent, but they say your English is really good. Did you dream in English? Did you have to translate? You know, people ask me those questions, and and so uh, to start with, I was working for the British government as well as the Australian government. So my even though my native language was Chinese Mandarin and uh." Being from Shanghai, we have a dialect Shanghainese as well, which is, you know, becoming very popular. And so I'm a linguist by trade and a cross-cultural communication expert. So I work with, you know, uh, whether it's government agencies as an expert witness on law enforcement, uh, different cases. I work with um, uh, private sectors on business and trade uh, from buying from China, Asia, to buying, uh, selling to China, to Asia. In fact, I just uh, gave a Monday tip uh, yesterday to the Veterans Chamber of Commerce about, you know, doing business with Asia. So uh, that was the reason why I came here. I came here um, with, uh, you know, uh, at the time about uh, when I came here, that was when China first opened up and there was a lot of opportunities. I literally just like a flow of opportunities and I would become, you know, um, for instance, I would be speaking uh, at the British consulate briefing at the stage coming down and I would have like 10 people coming to me and hand me the business card. The next thing we'll be meeting, you know, at a five star hotel and it, it's emerging. It was emerging. So like there are a lot of new hotels and we would be, uh, you know, discussing business. And next thing you know, I started working uh, with Formula One Grand Prix and uh, got into the race industry. Just I feel really blessed that, you know, I accidentally was born <laughs> um, at a good time. 
And you know, when people see opportunity, you have to be at the right place at the right time, meeting the right people. I happen to be very lucky and stumble into all those opportunities. Eileen Dong, just having the, that background of of being a linguist, I I, I know I know Spanish. I'm half Cuban from Miami, Florida. So knowing Spanish is a good thing. And and being from Miami and the Florida Keys, it's a tourist town. So I had to learn how to say hello and goodbye in several different languages. Now you just turned me on. I thought I thought that uh, Cantonese and uh, what is it? Uh, uh, what is it? The two Mandarin. Di- Mandarin. Those are the two main languages in China. But then you're just telling me that there is another dialect of Shanghai. In Shanghai, they Shanghainese, just having those different languages in your pocket and then knowing English uh, to to begin with, that's going to give you so many opportunities. Uh, This podcast is primarily a learning podcast and I'm learning from you and you're teaching others to learn other languages. And, And I've gotten so many jobs that I'm not qualified for because I know how to speak Spanish. You know, because a lot of times I would walk in the door and they would look at my resume and go, oh, no, no, no. Oh, you speak Spanish? Oh, come on in. Come on in. And same thing with you. You speak Chinese and no, no. Oh, but you speak English too. Come on in. Come on in. How many opportunities do you think? I mean, besides the, the British consulate and the Australian consulate, those are two big giant opportunities, I think. Uh, and that's what brought you over to the United States? Did you leave your whole family behind, mom and dad, sisters, brothers? Yes, technically, yes. <laughs> that was quite an adventure, I have to say. Yeah, for uh, just a a, 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 a a little girl from China coming over to the United States by yourself to get a, to yeah. do a job? Uh, was it for the British consulate or for the Americans? What, what was the first job that you did when you came over to San Diego? Oh, gosh. I actually worked for the U.S. immigration, the USCIS. That's fantastic. What kind of work did you do for them? The translation or something? A uh, little bit of translation, a lot of uh, court interpretation and expert witness, and depending on, you know, what kind of cases. So, uh, and uh, there's also uh, in the language sector, it, it's a little bit boring. So please feel free to, to ask me, um, you know, there's also what we call site translation. What it is, is like, for instance, I'm, I'm you know, I'm at the court and uh, this is a piece of court document. And uh, it's not called interpretation because I'm actually reading, like visually reading it, but I have to speak out in a different language to the audience, whatever, you know, whether from, Chinese or into English or whatever language. So that's called site translation. And there's also transcription. Trans- well, transcription is, is it's literally uh, like what you see in the movie. There's like, you know, the subtitle. So you, you hear what was said and you need to have the subtitle typed out. But, you know, it's it's much more intense than uh, what you see in the movie. And, of course, like in the movie, it has to be like word by word, whatever was said, even if it were slant. Same thing, except for when we work in law enforcement, everything, including aside and everything, you have to make sure that it is accurate because it might indicate, you know, a signal especially coming from uh, a different culture. And that's uh, where my expertise as cross-cultural communication expert plays the role at. Uh, Where we say is like, you know, I've worked on human trafficking cases. And, uh, you know, of the many hats that I wear with the title of a Miss 
California makes Texas my platform is to fight against human trafficking, sexual assault, domestic violence, and these are what I'm passionate about. But I'm very blessed to have being able to work as the expert witness with the, you know, the DOJ, the U.S. Attorney's Office, ICE, and different uh, government agencies, work behind the scene and see the live cases uh, without going into details. But, uh, you know, I was able to give my expertise. And I recall that there was a case I was working with a girl, and you mentioned Cantonese. The Cantonese is spoken in both Guangzhou, uh, that is a big city in Guangdong province, as well as Hong Kong, that's sort of neighboring that, except for uh, Guangzhou was like the mainland China, and uh, Hong Kong is uh, was the British colony. Right. And they spoke the same dialect. So in short, this girl was from Hong Kong, and I was from Shanghai, and we were working on this case together. And we um, had a disagreement on the case, and, you know, because just the same, just to give you an example, a same word, let, let, let's say, I'm trying to see uh, what is a good example to, to, to translate. Uh, um, let's say if, I, if someone asks you, um, you know, uh, in, in English, say, uh, did, did you um, did you eat something? And a lot of people ask me, and including the tips at the Veterans Chamber of Commerce, I tell them, you do not direct translate that. It just depends, you know, what your role is. If your role is an analyst and your role is to give advice to the law enforcement to analyze the exact what the case is and, you know, what is saying and what is the meaning behind it, then you're supposed to not only direct translate that, but also explain what it really means to them. So to give you an idea, if, if a person from China and you're in a Chinese environment, not by translation, and uh, Chinese um, is really big on hospitality, I say that, you know, people uh, do everything on the dining table, wedding, funeral, uh, except for divorce, I think everything's a business deals, everything is on the dining table. So it's a big deal. So in, for a Chinese person, when you're in China, you meet them, you say hello, and they say, um, hello, uh, did you eat lunch yet? They literally mean that. And that is the, the, the equivalent of Chinese people asking, how are you? So, you know, when a American, my, my American client asked me, say, okay, how do you say that in Chinese? I will translate to them, say, okay, this is what was translated. But, you know, you, I, I think you're really impressed your partner, whether you're buying, selling to them or buying from them, uh, by saying it in their way. Just like a little bit, uh, you know, summary of the difference of what was said. But in short, same thing, like, you know, even from Hong Kong and Shanghai, the different words, they, they are all written in the same way, but they can mean differently. Oh, it's such a responsible thing that you're doing uh, to, to translate people. Okay, yes, there is an example in English that I was thinking of as you were talking. Like, you, you can say the sentence, What's that in the road ahead? You can say it a different way. What's that in the road ahead? Which means, is there a head in the road? Or what's that in the road ahead? What's in front of us? You could say the same word two different ways, put the different inflection in. And I imagine it's pretty responsible. You just explained something. It's so cool that um, when you go to China, 
and and having the, the all your uh, deals on the table, it's so ingrained that when you say hello, you're already inviting somebody to have a, a meal with you to discuss whatever it is you're going to discuss. Hello, would you like to have a sandwich? Come and have a, a meal with me and we'll talk about whatever we're going to talk about. You're giving me little tips of of things that go on in, in Shanghai and uh, you know, did you leave? I guess how long have you been in the United States? Oh my gosh, several decades, couple of decades. That's gonna give away my age. <laughs> but oh. yes, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm fifty one. I'm fifty one years old. I'll be fifty two on Sunday. So, a hey, happy birthday oh, to me! I'm coming happy soon. Birthday. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, before I was fifty, I started. I was very shy and timid about giving away my age. But you're a beauty queen. My goodness, you have so many photos all over social media showing your your beauty, your prowess, your your uh, reign of of uh, you know your 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 majesty uh, that that I, I see all over the the internet. That's a that's a beautiful thing that you you own your look and your and your beauty and 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 celebrate it. And people, other people have celebrated as well. And, and that in turn, you could take that celebration of your beauty and that that rain and turn it into a, a cause so let's get into why and you've already alluded to it a little bit why domestic abuse and why uh, sex trafficking why would that be the platform that eileen dong the mix the miss texas show miss texas miss california why is that the platform well thank you um Yes, it is really my honor, but I also truly own it. I'm very proud that, you know, um, people say um, beauty is from within, and I really believe that's what beauty is truly for. And I hope that by doing what I'm doing, I'll be able to influence all the younger queens and upcoming queens to pick a cause and, you know, pick a niche, whatever you're passionate about and influence the generation, influence younger generation, older generation, your influential uh, circles and about what you're doing. So you're talking about domestic violence, human trafficking, sexual assault, and uh, it's such a, uh, you know, massive topic. So let me uh, start with January. So January is Human Trafficking Awareness Month. And so um, my show, the Miss Texas show, which is on YouTube. And yes, I gave away um, my age, but I am uh, proud of my age. And I believe that age is just a number and it, you know, it shows the experience and uh, has all the knowledge behind it. And I'm proud of that. So, and so people ask me, so, uh, you know, how old are you? Are you Miss Texas? I wanted to clarify it's Miss MS. Uh, Texas, the Miss Texas show. So the Miss Texas show is primarily focusing, uh, you know, being the voice of uh, victims, survivors, advocates from these areas. But not only that, also for community leaders to come on the show. So in January, the show itself also aired different interviews from advocates, from survivors, from victims to share their insights about trafficking is for viewers to understand you know first of all human trafficking is a person that is being coerced 
to provide a service such as you know labor, such as sex, and different uh, areas. I know a lot of people only know sex trafficking. And as a matter of fact, yesterday evening, I just did an interview with a gentleman out from California about organ trafficking. And these are the things that are rare, but these do exist. And we want to bring the awareness just by you know by making a difference by one person and in my opinion if we can just one person do a little bit love the world will be a better place so sex trafficking awareness human trafficking awareness month is in january and also i am the spokesperson with hope pyx global and you can find more information on hope pyx global.org it is a houston-based non-profit organization however it is servicing areas you know across the u.s from as far as the west coast from as far as the east coast as a matter of fact uh you see that there's a map in the uh, background and it might be you know too far to see but i can point to you that you know we have um advocates and ambassadors all the way from minnesota from michigan from new jersey pennsylvania new york um Rhode Island, New Hampshire, uh, South California, uh, South Carolina, Tennessee, Texas, uh, Montana, uh, California, and you know it's it's a great uh, way for me to learn the U.S. map because I was like putting stickers on it. I'm like, where are all the places? But what I love about, like I mentioned in the beginning of the show, because of the pandemic, we are now able to reach out people through the internet and luckily last year we started doing things virtually uh sorry uh, the year before we started doing things virtually prior to the pandemic without even knowing so in this way we feel very blessed and very lucky that we were kind of pioneer learning how to do that and also, if you're watching, if you are a victim survivor, there are different services, not just provided locally and uh, also nationwide and globally. So I wanted to mention a couple of things. Uh, on Facebook, there's a support group called Survivors Against Violence Everywhere. And I can, uh, you can look them up on um, my personal link, which is linktree slash Eileen Dawn is L uh, link. Tr dot ee forward slash Eileen Dong e i l e n d o n g and under there you can find the support group link. It's free of charge and it is a platform, a safe platform. That the only rule that you need to join is you can be a survivor, victim, supporter, family, friends, uh, faith group, philanthropist. Um, medical professional as long as you have the passion for that and we want to provide a safe environment that is the key for people to feel safe to share their stories but also most importantly to for the entire group to support each other on the healing journey together in addition we also feel very blessed uh, marissa peer uh, who is a famous british uh, author as well as a uh, therapist she has a book called i am enough i've read it myself and i don't have it here because i have too much things on the background already but um you know i have things on different stickers on the the, the uh, mirror and she says using you know just the lipstick says i am enough and you know another interview before i hopped on my interview with you Dan, and um 
I'm talking to one of my wonderful, wonderful advocates all the way from California. And I'm talking to other people that I have interviewed in the past. One of the many key things and the most, most important thing for a person, whether they're a victim survivor or the reason why they even get groomed to get groomed into sex trafficking, sexual assault is the lack of self uh, confidence, self esteem. So we are offering a free ebook and uh, you can go to Hope PYX Global and click on the contact. You'll be able to find the information by registering and we'll sell send you the the code for free of to read the book that will be a great help so you know these are just a few of the things that we are doing in, in the interim and uh really proud that and really um glad and re-interviewed on your channel as well as so many other supporters that are supporting this important cause i i i often tell people that covid is a pandemic yes absolutely but years ago i started calling these causes that my platform are it is um silent it's a growing and silent epidemic and with our effort, joint effort, only with our joint effort, and we fight it together. And now, in addition to the sex trafficking, sexual assault and domestic violence have gone up as well. The Pornhub has, you know, opened a free membership for people to watch pornography, which is causing, you know, the sex assault, incest, not to mention that. Uh, in addition to the domestic violence, we had a case uh, that, you know, a police officer was shot of the outbreak um, of domestic violence. So these are all intertwined together. And in addition to domestic violence and sexual assault violence, uh, victims and survivors are more vulnerable uh, to being prone to groom into sex trafficking. I can talk about this forever, but these are the connections. No, I can listen to this forever. And these are things, these are very important uh, subjects that you're talking about. You're talking about people that are abusing other people, and it's not supposed to be that way. We're supposed to love each other. We're supposed to go hand in hand. We're all falling through space on this uh, big giant globe we call the Earth. And we're, spo we're, we're supposed to be hanging on to each other for dear life. But it sounds like that you've taken the, the Internet that can be used for evil. Uh, you mentioned uh, some of the ways that it can be used for evil, but you're you're networking on the Internet. You're making it for good, because I imagine if people are listening to the audio version I, of this podcast, I encourage you to check out the video version. I imagine that the map that's sitting right behind you, you haven't been to all of those places even though you've interacted with people in all of those places, how many places have you traveled to on that map in your network? Um, um, I would say probably a third of it. I used to travel a lot for my business. So, um, you know, I traveled a lot over there. But now with the pandemic, uh, first of all, you have to really have like a mis mission essential letter in order to travel to another state to work. Uh, and it, if it is mission essential without having the quarantine, so things are being uh, quite restricted and we're having to do everything everything remotely and that's why we're utilizing the internet at, at its max as long as you know uh, the the level of uh, uh it just depending the, on the level of the clearance whatever is required you're impressing me to no end eileen dong i'm, I'm so 
happy that I'm getting to know you and I'm happy that my listeners are are getting to know a little bit about what you do. I, I'm, I'm hearing all these different uh, you know, pieces of work uh, that you're working towards. You're talking to to different people. You've had more than one podcast today. You already you just got off an interview. You're on another interview right now. Uh, where do you find time for yourself? And what do you what do you do in your downtime, Eileen Dong? <laughs> I'm laughing when I'm listening to this question. Um, last year, um, yeah, I have you know so many people, and I have been very blessed. And uh, I, I I'm not sure if this is video or audio, but in my background, I have been very blessed. And from the mayor of the uh, city of Houston, recently I got the proclamation on. Well, January the 19th, uh, you know, Mayor uh, Sylvester Turner has proclaimed uh, my day for the merits that I have made for the city. And to me, it really, you know, that was right uh, one day before the inauguration. And it's really, truly an honor. But more importantly, it is a new beginning. Because this is not the end, not like I received the award and I graduated and work is done. No. And I, same reason I tell everyone and, um, that, uh, you know, January is human trafficking awareness month. And for the other causes I mentioned, April is sexual assault awareness month and October is Octo- uh, uh, domestic violence awareness month. But in addition to that, I wanted everyone to know that just because these months are awareness month doesn't mean that after it ends, people are not suffering. The crime is still going on. And so I started several years ago, uh, hashtag 365. And I strongly, strongly encourage everyone that is listening, then you are a business uh, person and you can imagine that 150 billion US dollars that is the annual revenue for sex trafficking. And it certainly takes more than myself. It takes the whole community. It takes the whole country. It takes every one of us to join this effort together. You were asking me, when do I find time for myself? What do I do? So last year, in addition uh, to the proclamation, you know, I got nominated for different things. And uh, we were calculating the hours. I forgot how many hours we calculate. But we calculate based on literally, um, I would say about 10 hours a day, uh, seven days a week. And I know I do have a lot of energy. (laughs) I'm passionate about what I do and I love what I do. And um, But to answer your question, before this uh, pandemic started, I used to have a lot of hobbies that are kind of limited. I love um, going to festivals with the crowds. I cannot go anymore. Um, I love dancing. I'm actually a dancer. So as you were uh, scrolling uh, through my photos, you probably have come across uh, some of the photos in the past where I have performed dance. I'm also an actor that, you know, most of the time now, I really just try to help. Like, uh, for instance, I start in the PSA, the public uh, safety announcement for Hope UX Global about awareness on um, domestic violence. And this video can be found on the YouTube channel. If you look for Hope PYX Global, you'll see the PSA. It's only 60 seconds. Um, so, you know, I have put majority of my effort into uh, volunteering. And this is kind of like my hobby now. Uh, I love traveling, but as 
you see like you know there are so many travel restrictions that i cannot do much about i do love photography more importantly i love taking photos of myself you know posing and dressing up and everything luckily this i still can do and um you know i i enjoy food i'm a foodie so um if you scroll down like years ago i used to maybe post like um every day post some food so yes i do have a lot of things that i i love but i would say like those were the things that i love to do i like doing and this is what i'm passionate about to help people and to me whenever i save a person i always say you know start with yourself and start by saving one victim at a time so whenever i see a victim come to me and put on a smile on their face and you know being able to save themselves their, save their life and just make it a day for them that's what truly makes me happy i lean dong it sounds like you've turned a hobby of saving people's lives you you are actually saving people's lives and that 1.9 billion dollars is going to be hard for sex traffickers to part with it, it's like the um the illegal drug dealers and you say in addition to the sex trafficking there's organ trafficking you see you see that in horror movies where you wake up in a in a tub of ice and what is this scar on my side oh my goodness somebody stole one of my organs and that is a real thing but to have people part with that money that is that you're really going to have a struggle with because there's a uh, nothing like uh, uh, people liking liking their money and their power and it, and if sex trafficking comes with one or both of those things it's going to be a, a hard struggle an uphill battle uh, for sure but we have to keep going wouldn't you say absolutely you know um this is a journey that you know i i feel like in this um um in 2021 in this uh you know 21st century let's start with uh, 2021 and let's end it in this century it's gonna take generations and i just hope that you know and thank you for your kind words and uh it is not about me whether it's about the uh, the pageant whether it's about um you know uh, the proclamation behind me these are just um things that came along with it but these are not the fruit. The fruit for me is to build a legend because I'm really sincerely hoping that we can fight this towards the end of this century. And I hope to live long enough to see as much as of it. But if I cannot, I hope that I'll be able to start a legend so someone can continue that because it takes a lot of effort to fight this and there is a lot of evil in it just like you know it's it's so weird that um you and i are doing this and i know it's internet and nowadays um especially at this time of the day maybe it's high traffic but i am not kidding you, you know whatever face it is i know there's a lot of evil evil force that's against us um a while back i was doing another interview on my show with another guest um, uh, she's very well renowned as well being seen on cnn nbc and uh, marie claire and and in short we were doing the interview we got cut off several times and that's like you know yes we get cut off sometimes but several times it's just like whenever we're doing this work we are going to face obstacles 
And that's when perseverance comes in. And that's when the passion comes in. Because we're not in it for us. We're not in it for anything. If anything, we're donating our time and our money whenever we can to help this. And I just really, if I have all the money in the world, I would have built all the shelters around the world. But my dream is that in addition to the legend that I can build, I hope that I can start building the shelters around the U.S. and then started uh, with other parts of the world as well so that these people can have a safe haven to, you know, to heal. And most importantly, in addition to this shelter, my vision is to provide them with the education that you need. And as you very well know, whether it's domestic violence, sex trafficking they prey on the young girls who probably didn't have much education and they give them that force uh the false uh, promise that you're gonna um marry that you know your your prince charming and uh, so young girls are going into this thinking that they're gonna marry prince charming instead they're sold for sex same thing, you know, for with the domestic violence, and you see that, you know, there it still happens that a lot of, you know, younger girls that are um, married to mature uh, gentlemen. And, you know, I don't want to indicate this in the manner saying that only women are victims. I want to strongly emphasize anyone can be a victim of domestic violence, sexual assault, sex trafficking, regardless of their gender, age, nationality, race, social, and economic status. So anyone can be a victim, and I want everyone to watch out for it. And um, I want to give everyone that's listening another stat, because I think, including myself, uh, sex trafficking, human trafficking, for instance, I used to think that Human trafficking is, I always describe, it's a container of people crowded in one container, dark space and on a ship and being, you know, shipped in and smuggled in from a different country. But I happen to confuse, mix smuggling with human trafficking. And again, the difference is being coerced, um, you know, doing something, whether they they seize their, you know, travel documents or, you know, uh, uh, put them in a place that they restrict their, their um, freedom, um, things like that. And that is the huge difference. But I want to point out that people think um, that it's foreigners. It's people, it why, why, you know, what does this have to do with me? What does this have to do with the people? The, that uh, my kids, my my wife, my sister, my mother, uh, my brother, my son. I want to let you know that eighty percent of the identified victims of sex trafficking are actually U.S. citizens, and twenty eight percent of them are children, and these are our children. Yeah. So people don't think that there's still slavery. There is still slavery going on to this day. Uh, here in the United States and all over the world, and but uh, you're that <laughs> you you can tell you have a passion for this. It's sometimes it's hard to hear uh, about the things that are going on in this world. You want to turn a blind eye. Oh no, everything's fine. Everything's rainbow and roses. No, there is horrors going on in your own town, in your own neighborhood. There are things going on, and yes, in the movies they portray. The, these giant containers coming off of a ship and, and then the, 
the the brave policeman opens the door. Oh my goodness, there's human trafficking here. That's not how it is all the time. Sometimes it is the promise of a young lady overseas. Hey, would you like to come over and meet this gentleman and perhaps uh, you know uh, have uh, a few drinks or maybe um, get to know the, each other? Uh, mail order brides is what what it used to be called. Um, hey, we have ladies in Russia that would like to meet you. And, and it lures even young men, not just old men, but young men. Hey, okay. Yeah, I would like to meet that nice lady from over there that I saw her picture and I saw a bio. But is that part of what human trafficking could start as? I mean, have, have you been a victim of, of these things or or how is it presented in your life? Absolutely. This is one of the many different uh, uh, avenues that human trafficking could take place. For instance, uh, I mentioned earlier on that um, I was guest on the National Veterans Chamber of Commerce talking about business tips. But I was also previously on their show talking about veterans against trafficking. And as you know, and many of you know that there's sexual assault. And I believe um, last year and uh, in the state of Texas, they found, uh, you know, um, a sex trafficking ring. Um, and nine of the people were arrested out of them, three uh, soldiers, and two from Fort Hood and two, uh, one from Ford, I forgot the name, but uh, uh, Ford Sam Houston in, in San Antonio. So these are actually our soldiers that are trafficking our children. And so, so you know, the, these are the things that are happening to us. And uh, it's kind of like what you're seeing in the movie. But in addition, the reason why I mentioned that is prior to that, how it transitioned is long time ago. I was in the 1980s. Um, it was in the Subic uh, Bay in uh, the Philippines, uh, where they traffic women, uh, you know, from locally as well as the neighboring uh, parts of the and uh, to service, uh, provide sex service to the. Uh, military members that are stationed over there. And in addition, there's also in Bahrain, for instance, they would traffic women from Thailand. Uh, and uh, again, they seize their passport, they put them in a government housing facility and provide, uh, and their, their job is to provide service for the uh, soldiers that are stationed in Bahrain. So these are, you know, part of um, the things that's happening and associated well, with what's similar to on the movie. And yes, to answer your question, I am a survivor of sex, sexual assault and domestic violence. And that is um, one of the many reasons why I am so passionate about this. When this started, I wanted to make sure that nobody had to go through what I had to go through again. So I started wanting to volunteer for people, volunteer for different organizations and advocate and raise awareness for prevention so that this doesn't happen. And this just all, you know, one thing led to another and all evolved. And today I am here. And, uh, you know, doing this work, I believe, um, you know, it wasn't fun what happened to me, but uh, there's a reason why this happened. And I am so glad that I am able to use this to empower other people. Oh, you got through it. But, uh, you know, this is a dark portion of your life, but you came through it. 
and you saw the light on the other side. But to lighten it up, lighten up the mood a little bit even more, the accolades that you received, the, the awards that you've gotten, those, those are the pats on the back that allow us to know that we're doing a good job. Oh, you, you liked what I did. You gave me this award. You put a crown on my head. You like what I do. Well, I'm going to keep doing it. Uh, and that's what you're, you know, you are definitely uh, showing me that you are a person of the a community. Uh, you've got here to the United States and you hit the ground running. You, you started to communicate with people, help people talk to each other. Yes, that might have been a job, but, uh, you know, it became a job where you, you have people that, that would not have been able to communicate and you help to facilitate that in your, in the, my goodness, in the court cases, that must have been so exciting uh, and so responsible uh, doing that for people. And you've, you've parlayed that into becoming a beauty queen in addition to everything. Now, when did, when did the pageantry start? Did you do pageantry as a little girl in, in Shanghai, or was that something that started more recently? Well, um, thank you for your kind words. It, it does lighten me up and, you know, uh, to get the recognition. And once again, it's, it's um, whenever I see I was able to put a smile on our survivors, and I call them my warrior sisters, my warrior brothers, and that is what puts a huge smile on me. And it just like the love is contagious. It just kept spreading. And to answer your question about the pageantry, once again, I feel really, really blessed. Um, I came from a family that my grandma is a doctor and um, uh, they have like, uh, you know, a maid and wet nurse and, um, you know, they back then they own a lot of land, they're landowners. And uh, so my, my grandma's family from my mother's side, they're well, very well educated. And uh, so I feel very blessed that my grandparents, uh, even though in my generation, a lot of them haven't even been to school, but my grandparents, uh, one is a doctor, one's an engineer, and they spoke English and Japanese, Chinese. So I feel, you know, I have the good upbringing uh, and a very strict family and very traditional Chinese family. And again, uh, in addition to that, I feel I was at the right place also the right time because that was just the time when I graduated school um, when um, China opened up. And, uh, you know, early on, you asked about my education. So I did finish my education in China. I did uh, continue my education here as well. So I had a business degree from China. And uh, over here, I'm a NASA scholar and a petroleum engineer. Um, so these are the things that I further, I figured out in Houston, my else just do that. Um, but, but yes, yeah, so when I was in China, over the time when China opened up, reform, uh, what, uh, what they call the Deng Xiaoping policy of reform and opening policy, and so many like multi-million dollar companies came from all over the world, including the U.S., and Shanghai is the port of it. So just like, just like you imagine, like to use an example or comparison, Shanghai is the New York City and Beijing is the DC. So Shanghai is the uh, commercial center of China. And uh, the majority of the expats that are living here to, uh, to big countries are the US and surprisingly Germans as well. 
there's a, a huge German uh, expat community in Shanghai. So my circle of friends, uh, when I was, you know, growing up and first graduated was, uh, you know, British, Australian, German, a lot of foreign friends who taught me a lot of things. And one thing led me to another, as I mentioned, uh, that I started doing Formula One. But to be honest, my opportunity was so overwhelming and literally just overwhelming. It's like I, you know, I was in a documentary and just someone spotted me and said, hey, I would like you to be part of the documentary. And I became a model for L'Oreal and someone else spotted me. And uh, I really wish I remember that. And back then it wasn't digital, so I wish I had documented more of it. But it just really, I stumbled into it. Like people just, you know, came across and uh, started that journey that way. And in addition to um, the pageantry um, that I was working with, the Formula One Grand Prix, and we had a pageantry as well. And that's everything uh, got started, and I've been doing pageantry since. What year was that when you started in Formula One uh, with the pageantry? I'm thinking 2000, uh, around 2000, something <sighs> like that, 2000 or 2003. So you've been a beauty queen for almost 20 years, if not uh, quite that. But in addition to beauty, brains, poise, you know, with your dancing, with your acting, with your modeling, it, it, it'll, it, it, it's given you such a, a, a confidence about you. I see you're sitting up straight. You're, you're, you know, you're talking with, with vigor and, and passion. I, I, I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying this so much. And, um, you know, you were talking about your pictures, the photos that you like to take of yourself. Uh, I always take one of the photos off of uh, the people's page and use it as the cover for the podcast. But you have so many great pictures. I don't know which one to use. So I'm going to have <laughs> you send me a picture that you would like me to use for the cover. But, I, you know, as I know, I've taken quite a bit of your time already. And you've told me so much about the, the great work that you're doing. The link tree was very beneficial when i went to your um to your uh uh instagram i found your link tree and my goodness it has everything on there the support group there's the youtube of the of the uh, miss texas show hope picks global and all your linkedin and all that stuff so i'll put all those links into the show notes and make sure that people know how to connect to you but how do you want people to connect to you and what do you want them to talk to you about do you want them to send you videos or audios for your show or maybe ask to be a part of the miss texas show how, how do you want people to connect with you if they've be if they've either been victims or are you know have survived or they know someone who who's a victim of domestic violence or or sex trafficking or anything how, how would you like them to connect with you? Well, thank you uh, for these kind words. Um, yes, I, I feel very blessed uh, to be able to do this, and hopefully I can influence more people with what I'm doing. So to answer your question about uh, being contacted, uh, they can email me on missusatexas at gmail.com. It is ms. USA Texas. Once again, uh, can't hide my age, but I'm proud and, you know, 
I did my guess my age hashtag guess my age challenge and a lot of people were so generous guessing my age but you know with all my experience they can do the math and calculated everything and how long I have been in the US and in addition to that uh, the people that are listening uh, your viewers thank you so much again Dan and uh, Radio Watt for this opportunity I wanted to let you know that I wanted to provide a platform that is a safe platform for you to give your voice to share your story if you choose to do so but i understand that everyone has a different story and nobody has the same story and the healing journey is one that you own and not everyone is ready to share their story that's why we develop the voice the channel where you can share your story and feel free to email me and we will put you in connection and set up uh, with the scheduling of the interview and get you on the show. And I believe it's very beneficial. And as many of our survivors said, whenever they share their story, I ask them, I say, what do you think, you know, you can share with people that you think is therapeutical. They said, when I share my story and this person come tell me that, yes, this happened to me too. I feel so empowered and so powerful and i feel the same myself and that is one of the many reasons why i started this platform but if you're not ready that is also fine there's you know nobody is here to judge you and just um you know um, when you go to the miss texas show channel uh, which is also on link tree you'll be able to see that one of uh, the many guests are wonderful survivor uh warriors sisters brothers and uh, her name is heather pounds and her talk is you're not damaged goods don't let people label you just because they say oh you know you've been trafficked you are you are you know i'm sorry to use the word you're a whore whatever don't let them talk to you into that you know what has happened to you don't let what happened to you become who you are because that's what happened to you that's not who you are you are enough you are, you know, whether you, you, you know, I always tell people that you are beautiful, you are intelligent, you are smart, and you are most importantly the child of the almighty God, and God had a purpose for you, just like he has one for me. And was it fun? No, I'm sorry, it was not fun. But what I have been through has led me to do what I'm doing, and this is so much passion and so inspiring for me and I now i know what this is for and in addition you can find resources on hopepyxglobal.org and which is also under link tree there are different resources to for for some of you who might have never heard about this will go there you can read what is domestic violence what is sexual assault what is sex trafficking what are the relationship with each other and for those you know who might not have happened this uh, happen to you that is great but we want to raise the awareness for prevention so that this doesn't happen to you this ha doesn't happen to your family your children and for you some of you that are listening spare time if you have the financial resources please understand that a lot of the nonprofit organizations including hope pyx global are 
relying on donations. Not everyone has a ground, a huge ground from the government. So if you are able to do that, it is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. So it is tax deductible. And lastly, I wanted to mention that, you know, these beautiful earrings and uh, the necklace are very, um, it's a special design from Hope UX Global. And these are the ones that are for sale under the website as well. So every money, every penny, I want to let you know that you can be rest assured. I volunteer. I do not take any money from it as well as any of the volunteers from the. We are proud to announce that Hope UX Global is 100% volunteer based. This means 100% of the penny goes to the use to help support victims and survivors. There's that passion. I love Eileen Dong. You're talking about this and and I could feel it, uh, you know, and, and the power that people have. If a person gets power over another person, they want to keep that power any way they want. They're going to call them names. They're going to say, you're nothing. You're nobody without me. You're, you can't go out in that world. You cannot live out there without me. And they're going to call them every name in the book to keep them down, to keep them in the place that they wanted to be, keep that power over them. And you know, you have to take your own power. You have to be able to, to take care of yourself before you can take care of someone else. And I know for a lot of people, that's easier said than done. I've talked to some I talked to a lady who was a victim of domestic violence and she had ailments. You know, she had uh, uh, multiple sclerosis and she she had to overcome that where she was dependent on her abuser and she had to get out. But there are ways to get out. If not you, uh, Eileen Dong, with your with your wonderful uh, platforms that you're helping. I'm I'm guessing that if someone writes to you or somebody uh, contacts you by email, they're going, you're going to be able to direct them in the right uh, area because you, you have this network. You said there's uh, 38 different uh, locations that, that uh, yeah, I guess they have lots of beds for males, you know, a few beds for males, but a lot of beds for females out there to, uh, uh, to, to get them out of their situation. I'm so glad. Absolutely. Please. We will, you know, we, uh, as soon as we receive the email, we'll be able to direct them to see whatever, you know, they need. If, uh, you know, we have uh, shared information on my show, for instance, uh, uh, and thank you for reminding me, one of them is a sex trafficking uh, victim, and she is currently pregnant again, and she has been trafficked 17 times within a four-year period of time, and her son, her daughter are also victims by the traffickers. So we have aired uh, an hour long of interview for her to share her story. And she was ex-military as well. And it's uh, just like so devastating what she has been through, her husband has to go through. And, you know, we're helping her to get the message out there. So if you are able to help her uh, under that video link, there's also the donation so that that portion will go to her only. And there's another uh, victim that is a donation domestic violence uh, uh, victim, her uh, right, um, left or right, I forgot, I think it was the right 
I uh, saw kid was damaged, had damaged nerves because of um, her fiance, uh, the abuse from uh, her fiance. And she's got, you know, very limited time for you guys to reach out because um, the doctor has informed her that she's got literally two months from the time that I interviewed her. And th therefore, I aired the show. Like, literally, usually we have a schedule and have a long line, but this is an emergency. So I also encourage you to see that. So the, I wanted to announce here the name of the shows. One is called Meet Kate and the other of the show is Ivory Cross. And then I can send you the link so that you can please help me share that. And lastly, I also wanted to, to let you know that you mentioned like when people uh, reach out to me, uh, it will be myself and uh, many of my volunteers working together. We will direct you to the right resource. And uh, I have very good announcement that um, I feel so blessed that, you know, many of the people that are supportive like yourself, Dan, and, uh, you know, uh, activists and people are, have platforms like this, they are joining forces to form a national coalition starting in the month of February. So tune in. If you are listening and you are listening anywhere from the world, you're welcome to join. We need you. We need you to help us start this endeavor together. Eileen Dom, bringing people together. Now, I'd be remiss out of all the pictures that you have of yourself uh, all over the internet, all over the social media, the one that you have displayed prominently behind you is a picture of you as a butterfly with butterfly wings. Tell me about that photo and does it mean something to you? Yes, huge time. Um, so again, I'm going to associate the three causes. So sex trafficking is colored in blue and human trafficking and sexual assault is in teal, sort of like a bright green and, um, domestic violence is purple. And therefore, um, I have chosen a little bit blue, a little bit purple and butterfly. And when you go to the whole PYX Global, you'll be able to see, and I also have a song on the page as well uh, that is called Butterfly that literally, you know, talks about my healing journey. I wanted to bring the light to people. Butterfly is a resemble, it resembles healing from the cocoon when you're all kind of like ugly and, you know, like in the darkness and cannot get out, no freedom until Finally, you can throw your wings and fly as high as you want to. And that is what I want to bring to people. You know, when I was going through things, hope is something that we all need. And I'm sure a lot of the people, if you are listening, whether you're going through domestic abuse or just any kind of trauma, you know, a relationship problem, you need hope. We all need hope. And I wanted to share this hope with everyone around the globe because I wanted to, them to know that just like Dan asked me in the beginning, did you leave your family behind? Yes, I did. <laughs> so that means when this happened to me, I was here all by myself. And, uh, you know, I am very blessed to see and to say and to share that, you know, early on I said, um, this is my calling. And I believe it was my calling because at first I thought I was all alone. I cried and I was down on my knees asking why this is happening to me. 
But I realized God has sent so many people in my path and the people that I never would have imagined, including yourself, Dan, that I would have met if this hadn't happened to me. So there is no regret. And this is only for the better. But because of that, I have become a believer. And I wanted to share this hope with everyone that there is hope and there is the light at the end of the tunnel. And this is my butterfly project, and I'm I'm working with a lot of you know different artists. So so if you're tuning in and you're artist and you have a heart that you you think you know you want to give and help us, we want to create those artwork and so that we can influence people in different ways. As as a, you know, uh, as an artist, whether you're a dancer, you're or you're you know a painter, whatever people have different ways. Some in some ways, like uh, one of my survivors was telling me, crocheting was a way of her for her to heal. Uh, cooking is a way for her to heal. Whatever that way is to a different survivor, we don't know. But we want to provide as many avenues as to them that can relate to them, that can provide the light at the end of the tunnel to provide them the hope and the love and the unity. Oh, Eileen Dong, obviously yours was to help other people out of this situation, out of the darkness, out of their cocoon, and make them emerge as a butterfly. Is that you not only accept donations, but you also have merchandise. Some people don't like to just give money to people. They like to get something in return. And you have the lovely earrings and the nice necklace. So if people want to buy that merchandise, yes, that's one way to support the efforts that you're doing because it's not cheap. Yes, you say you're a volunteer, but it's not cheap. You still need to have a roof over your head and food on your plate. So, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I'm guessing with your schooling, you have some kind of a job that you could uh, afford to do this as your extracurricular, as your passion. So, yes, if you have the means, help, help, help Eileen Dong, the Miss Texas show. And, and you know, I, I'm already subscribed on the YouTube channel, so I'm ready. I'm ready to hear some stories. I'm ready to, to see the people that you help along the way. It's so wonderful. Hey, um, well, at this point, as, as we're landing this plane, winding down, uh, if you want to give shout outs to people that have helped you along the way, and then we'll close this thing up. Absolutely. You know, um, I, oh my gosh, I cannot begin to, you know, I would have a long list to, to read for hours, but you know, just this month for, for instance, yourself, Dan and Ray, well, thank you. It's such an honor. And thank you so much for bringing me on this channel. And I'm going to read a little bit of my calendar of, you know, some of the interviews that I have been on. I wanted to thank Dr. Gregory Williams, who is a wonderful advocate and survivor himself. And I was on his show. And thank you so much for giving me this platform. Uh, National Veterans Chamber of Commerce has been always so uh, supportive and inspirational to all the causes that we're doing. And we're doing this as a collection and collaboratively together. And, you know, so many Mayor Sylvester Turner from Houston, Texas, and the city of Atlanta that have given me uh, the, the uh, award as well. And, uh, you know, the, the U.S. Congress, uh, Congressman uh, Green, uh your office, and, you know, so many people, I cannot begin to read off the whole list, but thank you all. I just believe that I could not have done this alone, and this is not about me, and I am just, you know, a platform, and use me to help you get on the healing journey and bring hope to 
other people. That's what the one thing that you're teaching people. It's not about one person. It's not about you. It's about us. It's about everyone. People helping each other. If you're going through tough times, please, by all means, give us a call. If there's anything I could do, I'll do it. You know, it, it, even if it's uh, merely giving you an hour or two of my time uh, so you can help to spread the word. Hey, it's, it's, that's what I have. That's my gift. That's what I have is, is speaking into microphones and chatting with people and getting to know uh, their stories. And thank you so much for sharing at least a bit of your story. And if there's anything down the line that you ever want to talk about specifically, you want to promote something, or if you just want to talk some more, Eileen Dong, the door is always open here at the What Makes You Famous podcast. Now, I usually like to finish these things off with last words for the people. Eileen Dong, this could be words to live by, a mantra that you wake up with every morning. Maybe you say something to yourself, or it could just be whatever pops into your head at this moment in time. Eileen Dong, last words for the people. I want to tell you that if you want to make a change, look in the mirror. You are the change. Believe in yourself, and you can do it. If I can do it without anybody in this country, and look at where I am here. You can do it too. Then there is hope. Well, there you have it, party people. Eileen Dong. Oh my goodness, what a nice lady. And so poised and so charming and so beautiful and so smart. Ah, you can tell. She's just using all the knowledge that she's gained in her life experiences and using it to help other people. That's what we need to be doing. You know, once I got to a certain part of my uh, portion of my life and I started to learn things, uh, then I figured out, well, now that I know all these things, I got to teach other people. Now, when you're very, very young, you think, well, if I'm the only one that knows this thing uh, I, and I teach it to somebody else, then I'm going to be I'm going to be less uh, important because I've taught that to somebody else. No, you're not. That just means you're going to have somebody else helping you to achieve that goal, be it, uh, you know, building a bridge or saving a life, uh, be it with human sex trafficking, domestic violence, organ trafficking. Yes, it's not just in the movies. It's a real thing. If you think there's no slavery in this world, it's here. It's out there. And thanks to Miss Miss Eileen Dong and other people like her and her her show, the Miss Texas Show on YouTube. I encourage you to check that out. You'll see some of the people that are helping hand in hand to stop people from hurting other people. Yes, you know, abuse is not just physical. Abuse is also mental, psychological. You can keep somebody down with your words. You tell somebody they're dirt enough they're going to keep thinking that they're dirt you got to let people know that they're not dirt they're something uh, you know uh, grab your uh, what is it lipstick and say i am enough on your mirror yeah 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 i think that's it i am enough i don't think i have any lipstick i think i ran out i'm gonna have to go to the grocery store i kid i kid thank you eileen dong for being a part of the what makes you famous podcast now if you Yes, I'm turning my attention to you. If you would like to tell your story or, uh, you know, I encourage you to give me a call 501-470-6386 or email info at radiowhat.com. That's it for me. It's keysdanradiowhat.com. 
DJLittleRock.com. Peace. I'm out of here. If you like what you hear, follow What Makes You Famous social media. Use the hashtag What Makes You Famous. Follow on Facebook at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Instagram at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Twitter at Makes Famous. And follow on YouTube at Keys Dan. Leave What Makes You Famous podcast a review and subscribe. Listen to What Makes You Famous podcast on Podbean, iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, and almost anywhere you find podcasts. Tell your story on my podcast, What Makes You Famous. Call 501-470-6386 and leave a message to set up a time. You can support What Makes You Famous using the PayPal link, paypal.me forward slash keys dan email info at radio what.com what makes you famous podcast is a production of keys dan enterprises incorporated at keys thank you for listening radio what the music you want with some great, great quotes beauty is something wonderful that the artist fashions out of the chaos of the world and the torment of his soul William Somerset Mom. The music you want. RadioWhat.com. Hey, Keys Dan. What you doing? My line. I'm playing the best music by request. 24 hours a day. Click on the request tab at the top of RadioWhat.com. RadioWhat.com. RadioWhat.com.